Hello and welcome to the last episode of a special series for World Mental Health Month. My name is Smriti and I decided to speak to the three co-founders at Mind individually because mental health is a subject that's pretty close to my heart. And I was also very keen to really understand what goes into building a business in a field that continues to face so much stigma at different levels. Yes, the pandemic was a driver when it came to people realizing that mental health is as important as their physical health, but I also do know that we have a long way to go. Now, recognizing that it was critical to help those in need of professional help during the pandemic, Ayushi Preet and Varnaka decided to address this issue at its core two years ago, democratizing access to therapy. Step by step today, they've been able to build a platform that is now working towards bringing all relevant parties involved to make access to quality mental health care possible for every single person, privilege no bar. And it's been an absolute honor to be speaking to these three young founders who have decided to take the bull by its horn. Welcome to Project Spark, uh, Preet, I, and, and I can't wait to have this conversation with you. Thanks so much for taking the time out to do this. I'm very excited. I'm looking forward to this. And yeah, I am actually glad it's happened after so long. So let's jump right in with an obvious question, right? So, you know, what drove you to choose psychology as a major, uh, Preet? I'm sure something or somebody would have served as a spark for you back in school um, or whenever in, in your journey. So over to you. Correct. So actually, I did not really think that I would ever do psychology to begin with. I was very interested in understanding people around me and the brain in general. And that's why I actually tried getting into med school to do psychiatry. So that was where I was kind of moving. And uh, my mom came to me one day and she was like, you know, I, I really know you enjoy biology and just being with other people. But I don't think science is the way for you to go. And uh, I was a little taken aback by that because I was like, I love biology. I love understanding people and I want to become a doctor. But uh, she literally sat me down and she told me, I think you are a people's person and I think humanities is a great way to go. But of course, it's your choice at the end of the day. And I went to collect my mark sheet from my college, like from my school at that right. point in time. And they offered me an in-house seat for humanities. And for some reason, I don't know why, but it just switched for me and I opted for it and I took the seat. And when I took it, like psychology was one of the subjects I was doing. And I entered that class, um, my first class, I was very clueless about what I was getting into. I thought everyone was like, you can read people's minds, you can read people's hands. So I, was, I didn't know what to expect except like everything that I had, I had heard initially. And then when I did go into my first class, I absolutely fell in love with the subject because it was understanding other people, understanding other minds. It gave me a lot more openness in my own like head because I was more tolerant. I was more understanding to other people's opinions. And I right. think the fact that the subject gives you multiple perspectives is something that got me very interested in it. Right. So I think that passion clearly continued, uh, you know, through your undergrad as well. And you also therefore sort of decided to dovetail into human resources and therefore organizational behavior as a subject is something that you seem to be very passionate about as per our conversation. Of course, you definitely do love speaking to people and you've also said that you are a fairly empathetic person. So we'll get to the granular details in a bit. But if you were to yeah. give me, um, you know, give me the reason why human resources specifically and what in that would you, would you want to specialize in over a period of time? Uh, what would that be? So I think uh, you, I'm, I also took human resources as my minor in college simply because I think it paired really well with psychology. 
because mm-hmm. at, at that point in time, I was still uh, testing the waters. I was thinking which specialization to enter and industrial psychology was one that really stood out for me at that point. And I was like, okay, you know, at some point I would, I see organizational cultures, I see HR teams. And I think that really interested me. Also right. working with firms, helping teams building, like building their products, etc. is also something I was very interested in. So another aspect through this startup life, what I really got intrigued by was just business development and innovation. And mm-hmm. uh, taking human resources as my minor and psychology as my major really actually benefited me because I want to get into more of a coaching space now and also like my counseling degree that I'm hoping to achieve. And the human resource background that I come from does give me that, um, gives me the skills to basically deal with people, understand them better. Okay, so, you know, uh, Preet, I'm sure, you know, at a theoretical level, you would have definitely sort of gained a lot of knowledge and in terms of combining human resources and psychology, right, on one hand. And mm-hmm. now at Mind, I do know that you guys are transforming from being B2C uh, and to become B2B2C in a way, which means that you yeah. are targeting corporates. You're going to be working with us very soon. And I'm quite excited about that. I must tell you that. Us meaning Mavericks, uh, that's what I meant. So I think that's yeah. going to be super exciting. So I do, I, I would choose to imagine that you do understand these organizations you'll have to understand them a lot better and a lot deeper for you to be able to recommend to them what's going to work for them and not right because the nature of the of the organization matters the value uh, system of the organization will matter and how they uh, sort of uh, view their employees as part of the larger ecosystem for them will also really matter right so Mm -hmm. I'm sure. And and you also just said that you love business development. So this also falls under business development to an extent. So what is therefore your role at Mind today? How how do you sort of put two and two together? So my current role at Mind is um, human resources, a little bit of business development, and also product design. So uh, it's actually a mix of a lot of things because a lot of like the three of us have taken up multiple roles and responsibilities. But uh, I think the 80% 80% of my role would be hiring and recruitment. So that is what I do. I, I speak to psychologists. I see who could be a best fit for the organization. I do interviews with them. I do demo sessions with them to make sure there's absolutely no compromise on quality. And then I hire them on board. And that's how we've got 30 plus professionals today. Yeah, absolutely. So if you were to answer the other part of the question for me, right, in terms of when you're working with organizations outside who also will happen to be your clients at some point, because you are looking to expand your services to corporates too. So where is your knowledge base as the human resources and psychology combination that you sort of are thriving in and you're interested in? Uh, Does that come handy at some point uh, when you are choosing to work with organizations? So um, I personally believe that the crux of any organization are the people, whether it's the employees, whether it's the management, and it's very important, like employee satisfaction is key for any organization to be successful. So personally, from my learnings as a psychology major and HR minor, that I'm planning to inculcate in these discussions and these sessions with the corporates that we will be tying up with is to provide a more... um, like interactive and hands-on experience with you know in basically them taking up activities for their mental health we don't want it to be very um technical for people to understand because we know that you know mental health can be a technical subject for some people 
So we just want to make it as hands-on as possible, as interactive as possible for them to look after their particular concern or their mental health in general. Right. You know, uh, Preet, in fact, I think uh, that's what the pandemic sort of taught a lot of organizations across, right? I think maybe small or big, I don't think the size ever mattered because Mm -hmm. I think the pandemic did sort of bring to light a lot of the lot of the issues that people do face, uh, you know, from a mental health perspective. I think that's what that's what the pandemic really did. It's not like it never existed. It just was very sort of, I would say, hidden in a way. And, and a lot of people yeah. also did not recognize it, right? I think individuals did take some time to sort of really realize it because I think the closer to it is to your home is when you realize that there's actually a problem. Otherwise, it's it's pretty much, yeah. you know, it's under the carpet. People don't want to address it. And that's how mental health has really been, right? I think I don't think people have sort of paid that much of uh, importance to it or I think and 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 rightfully so because you're not necessarily exposed as a society to even accept the fact that you know mental health could be a concern in in certain yeah. cases and it should be a priority more importantly what do you think I wouldn't say what do you think should change but what do you think or organizations to, should actually do to make access to mental health far more democratic uh, mm-hmm. how do you think that what should change and what rather what do you think they should add Good. So I think that is um, the only way like the, the, the organizational culture in general is very important. And the only way it's going to change is, of course, if the authority changes, like there are systematic, like systemic changes. So essentially, like if the organization is taking sessions for their employees or they're organizing these sessions and workshops for their employees is when uh, these people are going to be impacted by it. And I think other than that, them going that one step further and offering these sessions and one-on-one counseling support or just opening the conversation around mental health in their respective companies. And also, if I think it's very important that the employees undergo specific trainings before they join any company, in my personal opinion, whether it's uh, just like a psychological first aid or just being more sensitized to mental health of the people around you, because it is a very stressful environment to be in at the end of the day. We are facing multiple highs and lows when we're sitting at work and you don't, you wouldn't ever know what someone next to you is going through simply, you know, by looking at them, like mentally, maybe they are going through a lot. So I feel like it's a very systemic change that needs to be done on a higher level that they need to understand the importance of budgeting mental health into their, you know, into their fiscal years and making sure that there is like a good amount that they're investing into the mental health of the people working at the organization. So in other words, it has to become a priority for the organization as well, right? It's not just about individuals anymore. Absolutely. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to get a little granular with you um, in terms of your sort of, uh, I would say your passion. And I also do believe uh, sort of like a mission that you've sort of taken upon yourself, uh, Preet. Now, suicide prevention is is an area that you've been focusing on. And I do know that you've actually done a certification program. And it is quite a triggering sort of a, you know, sort of a specialization to to pick. Now, I'm not going to ask you why, but I really want to know what is your goal with doing something like that, right? Uh, What does it mean for you in the long run? Is this going to be part of something that you're going to do at Mind? If yes, how do you see that happen? So I've always wanted to work towards the cause of suicide prevention because of the alarming rates, of course. And secondly, because I had a personal experience with losing someone to suicide. So I just think it's the, the need of the hour. Simply put, like it is the need of the hour post-pandemic. During pandemic also it was. 
and uh, mm-hmm. the, again the underlying causes are usually some clinical or mental health concerns whether it's anxiety yeah. whether it's depression and those need to be addressed like at the earliest um another and i do actually aim on working towards suicide prevention via mind itself right. so uh, i don't i don't aim to work on it independently yes i am a gatekeeper and i do carry my responsibilities but i don't uh, aim to independently work on suicide prevention outside of mind i will be doing it within mind itself right. so we three actually decided to start eventually in the near future to start an ngo Mm-hmm. as a part of mine once we're a little more stable that caters to suicide prevention and uh, substance use and we're hoping to actually reach multiple lives and multiple crowds that maybe can't afford the help that they need for those reasons to avail them for free at some point in time you know i agree with you the very fact that yes on one hand there are alarming rates of uh, you know people don't necessarily sort of pay heed to it in a way i'm talking about the general public right because i think uh you know people term it as being uh, a coward when you actually yeah. sort of uh you know when you attempt it or even when you unfortunately sort of uh, do yeah. lose your life uh, to something like that and i think it's, it's a subject of gossip unfortunately right it it just is yeah. another passing sort of a comment that sort of comes by after a point um i don't think people take it as seriously even after and i think also the family that sort of gets involved as a as a result also it, it becomes a very triggering subject for them over a period of time as well yeah. now it's actually you, yeah yeah just that it's actually a big loss it's it's basically everyone's everyone copes differently but it's a big loss for the family it's a big loss in general and it's actually quite the opposite of being a coward and running away from the situation because it's um for to, to people who like you said do pass comments on it it seems like it's something the person did to get away from the situation but in reality it it takes a lot of courage to get to that point in fact yeah. it's it takes everything they have within themselves to get to that point and it's they come to that point where nothing else nothing else is actually helping them yeah and that's why i feel as a community we all need to be more sensitized because we need to be able to see the needs of someone like that and actually be able to make them feel that you know there's someone out there who can feel for you someone out there who's ready to hear you and that they're not alone right and you know preet thank you for bringing that point up right the very fact that the the society around you needs to be sensitized now uh given that you're a gatekeeper for something something like this uh if you were to tell me a couple of the things that you do believe that the society needs to be sensitized on what would that be i think it's very important that people firstly get sensitized to uh, the concept of mental health in india right. because i think just because it's not visible to the eye it's not considered existent at all and that's that's actually like the wrong mindset to have physical health and mental health are equally important and that definitely needs to like have more light shed upon other than that i feel uh, for people to you know whether it's elementary school high school to have some form of basic education about mental health and about uh, you know certain signs of bad mental health that you might observe in yourself and in yeah. other people it is it's important that people do undergo that training because when we are in elementary school or high school we do go through uh, you know physical first aid we know what that is we are given leaves 
for school because we have a stomach ache but something like mental health is absolutely not shed like there's absolutely no light that's shed upon it because like we were never taught how to handle somebody else when they are in a low space or something looks different about them and they might be going through something mentally we've we've never been taught as to how to extend our support and help to the other person which is just as important as physical health so as a gatekeeper i think it's very important that everyone around is aware there's enough awareness about yeah. just basic good and bad mental health to begin with yeah. and of course that does pave the way for you know more conversations more openness so yeah yeah i think you know, if i were to add to that list honestly i think it's also about just learning to be a little empathetic right uh, just just sort of just letting the other person be could also be an act of empathy now yeah. you know uh, preet you did speak about wanting to be a counselor and that it is one of your personal goals that you would definitely want to achieve over a period of time right so yeah. why don't you shed some light there in terms of why you believe that this is something that you definitely want to sort of achieve okay yeah. so um as i mentioned from the start i've been very intrigued by the mind and i'm very interested in learning more about other people may understanding behaviors even if it's my friends my family and uh, i am a people's person i personally do believe that and i feel like i'm always also very interested in kind of navigating problems for myself and for other people i really enjoy that i enjoy getting myself unstuck out of situations and helping other people get unstuck out of situations but i'm obviously not licensed to do that and neither do i have the training to do that yet so it is yeah. definitely a passion of mine that i do want to at some point in time get a counseling psychology degree and that's my specialization but along with that i do want to do a more business focused degree in in my masters as well so that i'm able to apply the two together in an organizational setup in the future absolutely that's 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 fabulous so you've actually answered two of my questions in just one go so that that's good news now you know uh, maybe preet we could just you know very quickly uh, you know sort of focus on your role at mind today right now we spoke about this i think the pandemic itself was a very cathartic experience for a lot of us right mind was also at a very important juncture at that point in time where um you know one you started off during the pandemic second i think as the second wave and the third wave happened respectively you also sort of grew to the extent that people were actually coming to you saying that they need more help right mm-hmm. so which also then meant that it would have been a very very overwhelming experience at that point in time now if i were to take you back in that little memory lane of yours uh were there any key takeaways for you as a founder that you have been able to apply uh back into mind and for yourself as an aspiring mental health practitioner let's put it that way yeah so definitely as you mentioned cathartic is the word and i would say explorative like i think at that point we were just testing the waters again we were just trying to explore see what works for us one big key takeaway that we were able to uh we kind of also anticipated it it was almost like a hypothesis that we knew that there is a need within a certain community and the service that we stri- uh, started amidst the pandemic proved that 
so almost six to seven months in we saw that okay this is correct like you know obviously the problems that we thought people are facing in terms of the student community like the financial constraints or just like uh you know not being as open to the concept of therapy or just being closed off in general all of those were very very valid concerns that came up when people approached us for therapy and one thing that uh taught one thing i learned from that experience is to okay so i'll just share like a, a personal story of sorts mm -hmm. so because we three were students and we started this company of course our target audience was the student community but right. also because we were students uh, while it was a relatable experience for the clients some of them were also very hesitant to kind of approach us simply because we were students mm -hmm. and simply because they probably knew us or they heard of us or they've seen us around in college etc so they felt scared a part of them was not safe with the idea of someone knowing that they're going to therapy so right. as a founder i think i want to inculcate um a lot more empathy and a lot more skills to make them feel comfortable whoever i came across even if they were a student non student i was able to build that empathy within myself to let another person know that they're in a safe space and uh, and i was always actually that kind of a person but running the business through this pandemic and like you know coming two years later it's helped me express those feelings and the, you know that empathy that i have within myself in a more productive way as well and, and in fact one of the other things that you guys are also doing i think uh, preet ultimately is about dealing with the idea of mental health or rather you know spreading the awareness about mental health in a very uh you're you're taking the community approach right you want to do this collectively and that's yeah. exactly why you guys are sort of shifting gears as well right uh, towards who your target audience is really going to be while yes your individuals will definitely matter your gen yeah. zers and your millennials is something that you will continue to target for sure there's no doubt there at all but you're yeah. also looking at corporates today you mm -hmm. also have a setup with within flame university is what i hear in terms yeah. of having to uh you know give people access you know to to mental health or mental health services so to speak right now why do you think that's important because sort of a move is going to be required for us to be able to make that systemic change happen i want to broaden it a little further and say that you're actually looking at creating some sort of a movement at a societal level right that's that's a much uh, that's a very different lens as well uh do you see any challenges in making that happen uh, at this point in time what what would your response be to something like that so uh, yeah 100% there are a couple challenges that i think we've consistently seen and one is um and and i completely agree with everything you said actually it is a very societal change that needs to be created but one of the main challenges that people of course uh, face when they're opting for therapy is the stigma that's around it yep again yep. as we spoke earlier the pandemic has helped bring that to surface everyone's faced mental health concerns before that as well but the pandemic did open a lot more conversation around it and uh, the stigma would one challenge i think we're still facing to to this date it's definitely lesser but it is still present another thing would be uh, just on us again on a on an organizational institutional level would be the financial constraints that even they may face to budget something like mental health into into uh, their year so basically yep. it's you know of course we all have insurance and everything that's being offered but mental health is often put last and that is one of the challenges like a lot of organizations if they do it it it, it feels like it's an add on positive 
oh, CSR that they're doing, which should never be the case. It's, it's a priority. It needs to be very much involved from the day one of you planning out your year. And yep. you need to consider how is it that you're going to take care of your employees? How is it that you're going to take care of your uh, management, your staff, if in, an, in, a, in a college setup, your students? Every single one's mental health needs to be accounted for. And yeah, that's what I personally believe is something that needs to, again, be taken up by the, the higher authorities or yeah, the, the top hierarchy, I would say. Right now. So lastly, then, uh, Preet, if you were to tell me and, you know, I'd, I'd love for you to sort of apply, uh, you know, your the lens of from a human resources perspective now. Right now, given if I were to take a, you know, take a case in point in terms of the kind of work that you're doing right now uh, with your with the corporate clients that you have and uh, colleges that you are looking to work with over a period of time. Uh, mm-hmm. While you've spoken about the challenges, um, what are you expecting as mind to sort of do for them, right? Because it's not just about access. It also then means that there are so many uh, levels of change that you will have to see for you to be accepted entirely, right? It is going to be a very difficult um, a difficult process to go through, right? Because you're not going to necessarily be accepted very well simply because you, you, you spoke about it exactly that way, right? The very fact that the stigma still persists Everybody is still going to, there's going to be some sort of stigma that's going to be attached to anything to do with mental health. How are you, how are you working towards sort of making that happen? Because there has to be that level of acceptance. One second, I think that level of trust that needs to come in as well. Right. So, and at the student level and also at the management level and in the cases of colleges, also the teachers, right? Because they also become, uh, you know, they actually are the makers or the breakers in a way, if you think about it. So how are you, uh, how are you guys navigating through challenges like that, for instance, uh, because of your partnerships? Right. So uh, again, the two audiences that we're dealing with, one is the student community, which is at a relatively younger age in a very moldable headspace and they're learning, they're growing, and they're a lot more open to the idea of mental health uh, support now is the change that we have observed. Then we're talking about the the employees or the working professionals who are also uh, learning more and more about mental health by the day. But if it's it's more likely that they will attend a mental health event or learn about mental health via their organization, then do it by themselves. Right. Like then actually take initiative to do it. So how we are hoping to how mind is hoping to bring this change is. Firstly, to um, like I said, the the format of the events that we curate. So mm-hmm. we don't uh, go with any. We don't go with our presentations or our workshops being heavy. Like you know, some listening to something like oh, stress management, etc., can be daunting for people. Like, and a lot of them, especially if you're working professionals with a lot of experience, might personally also think, okay. We've been dealing with stress for a lot of years now. We know how to do it. Like this organizational coming in and teaching us how to do it is like you know it's it's like it's not needed it can be skipped got it but we're trying to create that change because via the format of our workshops which is a lot more interactive which is basically we integrate uh, activities that they can relate to on spot and we try to show them like another perspective of looking at mental health in general with right. the organizations, I would say. And that's worked really well because we'll ask them to do like uh, ice-breaking activities while highlighting a mental health concept. And uh, that's, I think, a game changer for us, at least we've noticed from the first workshop we've done to the last workshop that we've conducted. 
it it just uh, interaction brings out a lot more relatability it brings out a lot more vulnerability and it's just something they're more open to and we've seen that change occur so we hope to continue that with organizations and with students it's again uh, i think there's a lot more initiative that's been taken from their end so luckily that's some that's a very very positive change we have noticed and we hope to wow. cater to that particular need because actually with the student community we've seen there's a surplus of need like there's a very very high demand the supply is low right. the means to get it are low so that's why we come in and target the organization or the university to get to those people because they are not earning right now so they can't pay they want to avail it we've seen they've expressed the need and we've spoken we like you said we've had over 900 to 1000 people using our service now and a good chunk of them is the student community that wants to take that initiative and that help but there's some of the other thing that's stopping them from doing it which is probably the financial constraints that they offer like that they suffer or just because they're at home parents may not be accepting of the fact that their child is going to therapy societal norms anything of that sort right so that's why we are targeting the organization for the student community so that it's a means to their end got it lovely pre yeah. thank you so much for taking the time out to do this i really appreciate the fact that you've you've been very vulnerable with me as well i think mental health itself is a very difficult conversation to have one second i think it's very rare for people to be open about the personal experiences that they've had and how that sort of serves as a trigger in a way uh you know for us to be able to continue working on it and i think just the very fact that if people acknowledge that um uh, it sort of does create a movement in a way right so i think that's that's really what uh, what matters but like i said thank you so much for doing this uh, i really appreciate all three of you sort of taking the time out to do, do this because this is going to be the last of the uh, last of the three episodes that i plan to do with you guys um yeah. you know may your tribe grow guys because the kind of work that you guys have been doing and that too at the at the age of 22 uh, and like i said the very fact that the kind of clarity that you guys have is absolutely insane i would i would have never imagined having that sort of clarity at the age of 20 and 22 respectively but i also do believe that given the fact that you are you know working towards a cause that is all about leading a community towards changing their perspective on something like this and be more accepting right right i think that's the that's the first part to the to, part to this and the second leg being therefore awareness right i think that's what's very important so the very fact that you guys are doing this i just and i'm so excited to see what mind 2.0 is going to be about and if you guys are and the very fact that you guys are dedicated to this uh, you know entirely i think that's absolutely fantastic so kudos and and you know all the very best uh, preet thank you so much for taking the time out and doing this with us individually and i hope like you know speaking to the three of us did provide like different perspectives because so far even we think we think the same way but i'm sure we think very differently and you've uh, you can attest to that no absolutely because i think uh, just the very fact that while you guys definitely do think differently and i think i've uh, you know i've absolutely enjoyed having all these three conversations because they've been very very drastically different for me right for sure there's no doubt there at all um uh, and i think that's that sort of has also helped bring in a different perspective for me uh, from a mental health perspective also right i think that's very important and especially as somebody who's always been an advocate towards pushing people to say that you know take care of what you what you're going through mentally i think it also gives me a perspective in terms of how i should be dealing with it differently as well 